It's the SeaWorld Splash Podcast, bringing you the latest news, rumors, and history from the SeaWorld parks in Orlando, San Antonio, and San Diego. And now, here are your hosts, Joseph, Carmerson, Josh, and Sheldon. Well, you know, Wild Days really gives us at SeaWorld the opportunity to share information that they might not normally get about, especially about species that aren't normally at SeaWorld. We're both out here in San Diego. Two special interviews from Julie Scardina and Eric Davis from the unofficial SeaWorld podcast and his thoughts on Wild Days. So let's put on those ponchos and get ready to be drenched. All right. So, as so we get started, Commerson will start us off with the Sea Lion Rescues. Take it away. Okay, guys, first on to serious news this past weekend. Well, uh, we were in San Diego. SeaWorld <coughs> was working around the clock to rescue more than 400 sea lions that were coming in every single day. These, This is called a mortality event where an unknown cause is bringing um, a particular species in on an on alarming rate where animals are sick or dying or are not eating, and, um, excuse me, and, um, 400 sea lion pups kept coming in every single day at SeaWorld San Diego, and the rescue teams had their hands full, uh, trying to rescue them. The sea lion training staff from Sea Lion and Otter Stadium was actually closed the show when me and Josh Burgess were over there visiting Joseph, and, um, to help the rescuers in, um, <coughs> their their fight to, uh, against the mortality event, forcing them to make a difficult decision to close the sea lion show for two weeks so far. Well, that's what's been going on lately, and it's pretty big. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Because that's an awful, that's a huge commitment that the trainers are making to help the rescuers. I definitely think it's a huge commitment, and it shows that, uh, that they don't only care about the animals at the park, they also care about the animals that are out there in the wild. Yeah, truly does show dedication. Yeah, it does. Very respectable, too. <laughs> yep. Um, also, in other news, when we were over there, I managed to catch up with some of my good SeaWorld trainer friends that I know who work in the Blue Horizons show in SeaWorld San Diego. And um, we went and uh, went, went and watched the show. And <clears throat> we went to go ask them some, I went to go ask them some questions after the show. So we met up with them. Now, regarding this, a lot of you may have um, noticed that the doves at SeaWorld San Diego have been taken out of the show for unknown reasons. And a lot of people have been wondering about that and honestly, I was kind of upset when they did that because <laughs> they had about <coughs> quite a, well they had a huge amount of doves and then all of a sudden they just disappeared. So I went and uh, talked to some of the trainers I knew and they told me that the doves were taken out of course just before Dolphin Island Christmas debuted last year and they said the doves were very difficult and too much to handle for the aviculture team that trains and takes care of the birds in the stadium. Um, uh, but, um, 
they said that they were very hard to handle and that they were gonna let them, uh, I guess, go out quietly through Dolphin, uh, Dolphin Island Christmas. So, but they did trade out some of those doves for more macaws in the show, and they're starting to get, they're starting to try and get more macaws flying in the air now, um, in the stadium. So I'm hoping SeaWorld San Diego's Blue Horizons will get a lot of birds flying in the air around the stadium for people to see, possibly out of the stage like the doves did. Um, throughout different parts of the show, like, um, that would be amazing. So, um, <laughs> that is what's been going on there. I think they should definitely have a lot of birds in the show, because originally when they started, they had a good number of birds. So, I'm definitely rooting for more birds. Josh, what's your take on it? Well, uh, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I personally did not notice the doves. I don't know why I just didn't notice they took them out. I guess they're good at doing stuff like that. They had about 30 rock doves. How could you not miss that? Or how could you miss well, that? Well, I remember them, but then they're like, oh yeah, they took them out. I don't know why it just, like, why it just is like, oh yeah. I miss them. But that'd be kind of cool if we could get like the macaws to do the same thing the doves did. Well, that'd be a lot of macaws. All right, you know what? Never mind. But yeah, no, it's gonna be really cool. So, Joseph, no, what are you gonna say next, dude? So after all that uh, hard news, uh, we are gonna turn to some less serious news and get into wild days at Zero San Diego. But before we get to our special guest interviews, let's all tell everyone what they can expect from Wild Days in Syrup, San Diego. So Josh and Commerson, take it away. During Wild Days weekend, Jack, Hannah, and Julie Scardino were there to talk about their experiences and what people could do to conserve the natural world. So we went there and we decided to meet them. We didn't really get that much time with Jack, Hannah, but it was understandable because he probably was very busy that day we did get a short interview with julius gardena however which we will play for you guys there in the podcast i personally thought wild days was amazing at zero san diego their first time doing it they nailed everything what are your guys think take on wild days it was really fun for one trying it um over there and actually getting to meet jack Hanna was really cool and then <clears throat> when we got to talk to julius gardena two times and that was pretty cool. I mean, that was really neat. We got to hang out with her when everyone wasn't in the stadium. And um, I just want to say real quick, what I, you know how people look taller on TV and stuff? Well, oh. apparently, I mean, I don't know why, but apparently I seem to tower over everyone that looks tall on, on the screen. <laughs> and um, there's a picture that we took, and I'm like a skyscraper next to Julie. It was hilarious. So, <laughs> Julie's a lot yeah. shorter than I thought, but I was like, it's just so weird because everyone's like around her height, and then I like tower over everybody. It's like, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> it's stupid. Something I mentioned, Joseph, gonna say this really quick before I have you say your part, is while we did this, I got Jack Hanna and Julie Scardina to sign my favorite zero hat. This hat is actually kind of mysterious. I don't know what year I got it. I just remember I got it most likely from San Diego. And even the employees have asked me if I got it that day, because even employees are impressed by that. And I was doing career camp one year, 
I even heard a penguin encounter employee say that they wanted a hat like mine, and they thought it was cool. Really gotta figure out the mystery hat, but getting back on topic, I had both of them sign my hat, which was pretty cool. So, what are your takes on this, Joseph, who got something signed as well, as if I remember? Uh, yeah, I definitely love Wild Days. I think it's pretty cool having it out here in San Diego besides Orlando and San Antonio. And now that we have it, it's like all three parks are now starting to take that Wild Days trend and share more in-depth experiences with all their guests. All right, and what did you get signed at Wild Days? Oh, I got my map signed by Julie Scardina and my One Ocean hat signed by Jack Hanna. Oh yeah, I forgot you got the hat signed. Yeah. Copying my idea. <laughs> not okay. I'll see you in court. Uh, okay. I'm kidding. All right. You so. are not guilty of all charges, and Josh, really. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Hugs. Hugs me, Bob. All right. Anyways, back on topic. Hi. Here is Josh's take with Zero's new educational shamu show. Take it away. So, something that, before we do it, if you guys want to check out the little presentation they show during the show, they don't have the pre-show's slideshow, but they do have the show's slideshow. I am saying show a lot in this one sentence. <laughs> this is a lot of shows. Oh, there it is again. Alright, so, yeah, no, if you go to Zero San Diego's website, click park info, or, like, park hours and show times on, like, Wednesdays in March... Not Wednesdays, but weekends in March. Click, click the little map thing, and it will say that in those it'll have killer whales up close, and it'll have a little ticket, and you'll be able to get a PDF presentation of what it was during the show, which is still pretty cool. That Zero is allowing us to have this experience. But anyway, so getting on topic, killer whales up, killer whales up close is the new educational Shamu show for Wild Days weekend at Zero San Diego, and. It's more personal and in-depth about information about the killer whales. And even cooler is they... What I'm being told by Joseph is they brought back an old Believe segment where they had the child picked to give a whale a signal. So, not like touch the whale or anything, but you know, basically do the little hand motions with the whale, which is pretty cool. Another thing about this is I actually did record the whole video on my YouTube account. Now, it is a little shaky, so... I'm sorry about that, but uh, I should be getting a little, you know, whatever it is, tri tripod to fix the shakiness of videos soon. So now our videos will be straighter on my on my uh, YouTube account. By the way, my YouTube account is Shuka21. If you want to go check out Wild Days, not Wild Days, but Killer uh, Wells Up Close. I'm trying to remember one more thing. Killer Wells Up Close was a lot better than the Killer the the Shamu Educational Show because it actually had interaction with people and it um, was very uh, integrating. There was a lot of um, initiation with how whales in the wild. There's a lot of education, fun ways, and um, <laughs> they do it in a really really fun and entertaining way. And yeah. Um, I think the show is really great, and I was—I actually didn't know that they were going to have that show until we were over there, so that was fun. I want to mention real quick that I got to give some killer whale artwork to Carly. Yeah, I was there for that. And um, they uh, gave them folders of artwork, so they 
or uh, I told them they could just hand out the artwork to all the trainers if they like. So, um, thank you guys, and I hope you enjoy the artwork. And yay! <laughs> all right, now Joseph. After you say your thoughts, I have one more thing to add in before we go on to the next thing. Okay? All right. Uh, my thoughts on Kilauea up close. Sorry about this one ocean, uh, and sorry about the sea rope. Keep Kilauea up close. Uh, forget one ocean. They would kill a whale close. It has better music than one ocean. Yes, they have upbeat music. <laughs> so, keep whale close. Back the truck up. One ocean's cooler in many ways. Ironically enough, you wait. You got a one ocean hat signed. You were wearing a yeah, one ocean what hat. Yeah, what the heck? I, <laughs> I know. I'm going. Okay. To... You know what? Before we go into the next topic, and real quick, Josh, if yep. you guys think Joseph is wrong, comment below. If you agree <laughs> with him, then. <laughs> just like it, or like the post or whatever. Okay, or if you agree with me and Josh saying that One Ocean is better in comparison, then comment below. Okay, I, I, seriously, actually, I, I, I mean, this is this is oh my gosh. <laughs> I think they're both. Good I cannot believe you would challenge an original show. I know, well, I, I challenge. I'm challenging I, an original I, I, show. I'm bad. That's like saying Elf oh, Island Christmas is better than Blue Horizons, and I am pretty sure a lot of people can disagree with. Them. Yeah, I'm not going there with that. Uh, part. I'm just kidding. But anyways, <laughs> I I don't really have an opinion on both of them. I I see they both have their ups and their downs. While One Ocean is more performed well, the uh, Killer Whales up close. Oh, I remember what I was going to say before. Killer Whales up close is actually kind of like, hey, we're answering all the questions you guys have. have. Like they answered the dorsal fin collapse, which I was really impressed to hear that. They also answered other questions that people had, like how do trainers stalk the whales? How old are the whales? Alright, back on track. Yeah, so anyways, recent news, have we have a new guy working for us now. Conversant, can you tell us who this new guy is and why he's so important? Yes, I can. Um, a lot of you have been hearing that we've been trying to get a new CEO. And I want to put the rumors to rest for one. People like the press and ignore the press because they're idiots. They always make drama to make money. They said that our previous CEO, Jim Atchison, quit because of Blackfish. That's not true. He resigned from the CEO position, and he went down as a chairman for international expansion. He still works for us. Okay? Don't listen to the news or PETA. They're so full of crap because they just want drama, and they want cash in their hands. <clears throat> anyway, this new CEO was picked by our uh, temporary substitute CEO, uh, David D. Alessandro, and he was in charge of picking the next C official CEO of SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment. And this new CEO so happened to own the Hirsch Company, which actually owned Dollywood, the theme park owned by Dolly Parton. And <clears throat> this company also partnered with several zoos and aquariums around the country. And this new CEO of ours was on Undercover Boss when he worked for the Hirsch Company. <clears throat> and this new undercover and this new CEO from Undercover Boss is Joel Manby. Now I want to say welcome, Joel Manby, and I hope you will lead us well in many things. And I've been hearing great things about you. He uh, he uh, was David D. Alessandro said he was the best decision. Uh, best applicant for this job. So Joel Manby um, resigned from his old job at the Hirsch Company 
and he came to apply to Seal Parks Entertainment because they were looking for a new CEO. <laughs> so they have a new CEO at the Hirsch Company now, and Joel Mamby wants to now help up lead us in our next stages. So welcome, Joel Mamby. We welcome you to the RC World family. Really quick before we go on to the next topic, all about this. People, if you've been looking on like the news lately, a lot or online, people like websites like the Dodo, which should have remained extinct, are saying so. Apparently, to be a CEO of SeaWorld, you don't have to have animal experience, which they think is bad, and which is really dumb. The reason why is because let's use this, you know, example I've been having for a while. The CEO of Ford, right? If you walked up to him and said, "Can you build me a car? Every piece, name it, and then build it for me," would he be able to do it? No. That's because CEOs are only supposed to have, I guess, kind of a common knowledge, or at least that's what I think. And their only, their main job is to make sure, okay, we need to have this in check, this in check. We got to get these the money here, move this here. We got to make sure all the balance checks and balances are correct. He's there to make sure everything runs smoothly, and I'm actually really impressed because when I, because I've been checking Zero's stocks on my iPod for a while, and they've actually gone up to 20.10, I believe, billion. I don't know how stocks work. I just know it's 20.10, which is really good because for a while they were in 16 and 17, and then all of a sudden they shot up to 18. 19 and 20, See, which shows for a fact that Seawood is not sinking. We are rising, and Peter, you are the people who are singing. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Joy, 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 I really okay. wish you guys would have just said that, but on the cue that was a little awkward. And now, moving on to Zero San Antonio. <laughs> Very awkward person, I know. What was with the What was with the gun sound, Joseph? We're going into Zero San Antonio. <laughs> oh, I get it. Like, yeah, cowboys. Just going to the next bang, topic. Bullet, bullet, gun. Yeah. Okay. So, in Zero San Antonio, we have a new. A renovation that will be taking place、uh, later this year at Dolphin Cove, which will become Discovery Point, and it will open in 2016. So, Carmerson will go ahead and give you more. Take it away. So, Dolphin Point will be put under construction later this year.、Um, Dolphin Cove. Actually, we kept having problems figuring that out.、Um, Dolphin Cove at Zero San Antonio is going to go under some con- major construction. A lot of you, of course, and I'm pretty sure a lot of us have been looking forward to this because I think we all, a lot of us, can agree Dolphin Cove in San Antonio doesn't look that great.、Um, but the fact that they're going to turn it into something that's more SeaWorld-like, more original, and more like the natural environment you find these animals is in is going to look great. The information for Discovery Point will pretty much, in many ways, be the same as Discovery Cove's Dolphin Lagoon,、um, <clears throat> which they used a promotional video、uh, for it. They didn't give any concept art of what it would look like because you could just use Discovery Cove as a figurative model、um, of what they have. So in many ways, it'll be the exact same as Discovery Cove. However, there will also be a new underwater viewing 
panel area, which will be very large, kind of like the SeaWorld Orlando's uh, Dolphin Cove underwater viewing pool. Um, there will be one of those included with it. You will also get the chance to do dolphin swims like the Discovery Cove style version, where you get to go into deep water, ride dolphins, and interact with them. And you can do it with your family, with friends, and you put on a wetsuit and everything. So this is San Antonio's very first time getting um, a dolphin interaction program put into their system. I don't think they've ever done that before. Um, they've had the Beluga interaction uh, in behind Beluga Theater for a while. But this isn't entirely new. So the whole setting will bring you to a tropical beachside island um, and the uh, somewhere by the Atlantic Ocean where you'll swim with Atlantic and Pacific bottlenose dolphins, and you'll get to interact with them in a new way. And this is another example of a new mega attraction that will bring us into the animal's environment. This is SeaWorld's new era of getting us closer to nature, and who knows what they'll have next. Discovery Point opens in spring of 2016. That actually sounds pretty cool. But Joseph, let's clap for Commerson right now, because that was actually really cool. I'm I'll actually, be here all week. I'm actually very excited for this. Uh, Josh, what, what, what can you say for this? You were dolphin basketball. <laughs> Oh, that's a podcast inside joke. We'll probably you took that from Reba. Don't explain it to them. It's an inside joke. You're not okay. So this time, you know where, like, in the Reba TV show, have you ever seen it? And I, you know, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so after that, uh, we have some amazing interviews to get to from Julie Scardina, Zero Bush Gardens. Animal Ambassador, and we also Four have places. our interview with Eric Davis from the unofficial, from the unofficial SeaWorld podcast. So, Wait, Joseph. Oh, before yes? we do anything else, I want all the fans to remember on Julie's interview, listen very closely for my question. It's groundbreaking. No other SeaWorld fan has thought of it, and I'm sure you'll all love the answer. And I know, and I hope you guys are recording this because you're gonna to want to listen to it over and over and over and over again. It's gonna be awesome. Okay. Anyways, yes. So here we go with Julie's and Eric's interview. Take it away. So Eric, after seeing Wild Days, uh, what did you think of it? Well, I thought it's pretty incredible. You know, uh, we've had Wild Days out in Orlando, and Aaron was able to experience Wild Days in San Antonio. And it's crazy because, like, there's things different in all the wild days, but yet it's all the same. There's things they're saying which is about inspiring people to preserve and protect our natural world, so it's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool as well. Yeah, I, you know, the great music, great, like, interactions, great animal experiences, just great everything. Exactly. And they have a great Shamu show, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that cool, unique Shamu show. Um, you know, the killer whale up close is pretty dang cool. Like, I was kind of jealous we didn't get that in Orlando. I know. I want that in Orlando. Orlando needs to come up with it now. So, hopefully, hopefully for the next wild days, we'll get that in Orlando or 
whatever. I'll take it whatever. I, I don't want to wait for wild days. Exactly. Well, thank you, Eric. No, my pleasure. Always happy to talk to you, Joseph. I am here with Julie Scardina, Zero Bush Gardens Animal Ambassador. How are you doing today, Julie? Awesome, and thanks for coming out to the Wild Day Show. Thank you. And what do you think inspires guests the most about Wild Days? Well, you know, Wild Days really gives us at SeaWorld the opportunity to share information that they might not normally get, about, especially about species that aren't normally at SeaWorld. So as you saw in the show, we had uh, cheetahs and a caracal and we had a lemur. And sometimes the messages about conservation uh, may, may not have hit the mark mm -hmm. uh, because people who are used to coming all the time may be just going, whoa, those animals are spectacular. And so by reinforcing those conservation messages that we all need to do our part in order to save not only the, the land animals, but also the ocean animals, I, I think that helps kind of put the big picture together and let everybody realize that we all have a part to play. Exactly. And what do you think guests can take away from this? Well, hopefully they heard um, some of the things that people can do to really help, like not buying tropical hardwoods and making sure that seafood and wood and other products are certified, that they're sustainable, and that we're all doing our part to reduce, reuse, and recycle, which are really important aspects because in today's age, everything is throwaway. There's a lot of plastics out there, and by just scaling back a little bit, there's 7 billion of us on the planet, it can make a huge difference. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. That was a great interview. Thank you. What's your favorite killer whale? <laughs> I can't answer that. They're all my children. <laughs> Thank you for those amazing interviews, Eric and Julie. And we'll get more interviews as soon as we talk to public relations at SeaWorld. So, this is a great first step for us. So, anyways, guys, you know, last minute things before we end. Zero San Diego is going to have Magic Weekends, which is new. It's going to be weekends in April on the 11th through the 26th. And there also, Wild Days will be at San Diego until the end of the month, so make sure you go check out Na Generation Nature Live. Ben Irwin will not be making an appearance, but, you know, this is the first time Gen Nature has actually been able to go to San Diego, so might as well show up. Joseph? Yes. And then... May, SeaWorld will have Seven Seas Food Festival weekend on, starting on May 2nd and going through the 24th. Yep. And also in May, you can make a splash at Aquatica, which is 15 minutes away from SeaWorld, and it will open on May 23rd. The same day as summer night starts. So you can start your day by making a splash and then light up the night at Shamu Stadium. I wrote that. So anyways, ever had brunch next to a kid? Well, well, now's your chance with Easter brunch with Shamu. Probably going to be your last chance to dine by a killer whale as Blue World will be removing dine with Shamu. And I... Don't know how Easter is going to be at SeaWorld, so you know, you could have a fun time at Easter at SeaWorld and remember the true meaning of Easter. And also, SeaWorld held their fourth annual political fun run this year. All proceeds from that run go directly to Hub SeaWorld Research Institute, conservation and rescue and research efforts. I cannot talk right now. I almost said reservation, actually. 
that would have been terrible. That would have been terrible. Anyways, this event usually brings attention to the incredible work they do and Ciro does to help the animals in need and endangered species for, from the north to the south pole. One more thing before we get say happy birthday to Ciro, because yeah, I know, we're kind of late, but we didn't get this up at the time of recording, so that SeaWorld has launched a new campaign called AskSeaWorld.com or actually ask.com where basically they're pretty much just going to be answering all the questions you have for them. Like I've already been on questions were like, do you give medication to the killer whales? What about Takara and, and oh my goodness, I can't remember the other whale. Joseph, who are the, who is the whales that Blackfish said got separated? Uh, they said Takara and Kusaka. Yes, you can watch that video, you can watch their explanation, they do not do that, where in fact what they actually did was Takara was actually an adult at this time, and she was being moved with her calf, who we were, who were, you were shown to be believed Takara as a young baby, which is false. But Cyril has the answer on ask.cyrilcares.com. So go check it out after you're done listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions, just, I guess, find a way to ask them there. I've already seen some cool stuff on that website, and I'm really pla- gra- glad they're making it. I'll have to check so, that website out. Yep, I already did. So, and i got to check out more. So anyways, um, go stuff. Remember, on three. One, two, three. Happy 51st Happy first first birthday, birthday world. Happy fifty-first birthday, Joseph! You gotta learn timing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, I know. Oh, this is brother. the same thing that happened during the Christmas episode. Every don't time say I anything, finished, don't say anything. You, you said you would do the thing after I got done, like a second. I, I did. I Let's get done. back on schedule, guys, before I'll be at your front doorstep. Oh my. Okay. So, Joseph, any statements? And as always, we thank you for uh, listening. If you have any questions, comments, and or suggestions for topics or want to share your serial stories, you can call or text our number 407-900-5309. Also, we'd love to have you share any updates or info or even drop by and say hello. Also, please don't forget to give us a like on Facebook www.zeroplash.weebly.com You can also check us out on iTunes at Zero Splash. And from all of us here on the Zero Splash team, we thank you for joining us and hope you join us for the next amazing podcast to come. Splash you later. Bye. I'll still be in your nightmares. Just kidding. Splash you later. Next time we'll see you we'll see you guys next time in the splash zone.